Hey friends, welcome back to the Health Word Podcast. I'm your host, Elena, and today is the second episode of our summer mini-series where I'm answering your questions and talking about topics that you want to discuss. A few weeks ago, I reached out on Instagram and asked basically just what questions you have for me, and you all had quite a few questions, several of them about exercise, different aspects of exercise, and so today we're getting into all of that. I'm answering your questions about exercise, so let's get into it. Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward Podcast, where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. Exercise is something that we all have heard is good for us and know that we would be better off doing, but it's also something that I often get questions about specifically how much and what kind of exercise is best. And that's exactly what a few of you had asked. And also there was one of you that had a more specific question, which was are cyclical exercises good? And I'm thinking you mean specifically good for women. So let's talk about basic recommendations first, and then we'll get into more specifics. So the American College of Sports Medicine, the World Health World Health Organization, and the American Heart Association, and basically all the other acronyms of overseeing medical organizations recommend at least 150 minutes of structured exercise per week and then up to 300 minutes, but at least 150 minutes. And so that is time where you have a sustained increase in energy expenditure and elevated heart rate. And so that could be anything from a walk to a jog, run, cycling, anything more cardio specific to um, strength training, yoga could be, you know, chasing your kids around the yard, but for a sustained amount of time. And so that's kind of the ticket there where it counts as exercise is if it's a sustained increase for a an increase in energy for a certain amount of time. And the cool thing about this is that it can be broken up into different sessions based on what is best for your life and your schedule. So for example, you could do 30 minutes, five days a week. That would be hitting the 150 minutes. You could do 20 minutes, seven days a week, or an hour, three days a week, or really any combination that works for you. And then obviously you can go above that 150 minutes if that works for your schedule and that is something that um, helps you feel good. But bottom line there on the recommendation is at least 150 minutes of structured exercise per week. It's also recommended that included in that time, there be at least two days of weight bearing exercise or strength training. And so that can be done with body weight or with added weight like dumbbells, barbells, machines, anything like that that's adding weight, just something that is weight bearing on your body. And so that again can look like yoga. It can look like bar. It can look like, um, actual like lifting weights. It can look like using machines at the gym or doing a class. It can look very different that it needs to be something where your body is bearing weight. And I think sometimes it can be helpful to 
add a little additional weight on that. You don't have to go super heavy. Um, we're not necessarily looking for like bodybuilder status here, but definitely something to add some weight to increase your muscle mass and also your bone mass. And we'll kind of come back to benefits here in a minute, but that's a really big deal with strength training. Now, as far as methods of exercise are concerned, um, like I said, just, you know, that's really up to you and based on what your goals are and what your exercise preferences are. And so, um, if you are training for a specific goal, then you might need to do specific kinds of exercises. If you're just wanting to increase your health and support maybe weight loss or some other kind of just kind of health related goal, then really it's just whatever exercise you enjoy and that you'll actually stick to. So the specific question that was asked was about cyclical exercise. And so cyclical exercise can actually refer to two different things. So I'm not exactly sure um, which one the person who asked the question is referring to. So I'm just going to speak to both real quick. Cyclical exercise as its actual coined term is a type of interval training where you have a short period of very vigorous and intense exercise and then you have a rest period where you allow your heart rate to slow almost all the way back down to what your starting rate or your resting heart rate was. It's very similar to like a HIIT style workout, high intensity style workout if you're used to that or if you're familiar with that. The difference with this is that with a cyclical workout, you have a longer rest or recovery period in between the exercises. And so you almost are letting yourself get all the way back to baseline before you do the exercise again. Whereas with a HIIT or a kind of a more regular interval style workout, you maybe only take a break for a minute or for two minutes tops. You don't sit and wait for a long time. And so that that's a little bit of the difference. This style of exercise is great for some people and can be very effective for building endurance, for increasing heart rate variability, which most health professionals believe is one of those metrics that significantly has a correlation to better health outcomes and better overall health. And so it can be a very helpful, effective way of exercising, but it is not for everyone. And it can be kind of too intense for those just starting out working out or maybe who have specific health conditions that make it a little more risky for them to do high intensity exercise. So not for everyone, but can be very helpful depending on the person. There's also a type of cyclical exercise that is more of a theory or method of exercise where a woman chooses the type of exercise or style of exercise that she does based on what phase of her menstrual cycle she's in. And so women's bodies obviously operate on a cycle on a 28 ish day cycle. Not everyone's perfect at 28, but that's kind of the standard. And so during that cycle, multiple hormone levels fluctuate all throughout the cycle. Some raise, some drop, some work in tandem, some work opposite of each other. And so many people believe that women may be more inclined to enjoy or maybe reap better benefits of certain types of workout during different phases of their cycle. So for example, maybe engaging in more intense or challenging type workouts during the latter part of the follicular phase 
just prior to ovulation. Um, a lot of people think that you have an increased stamina for more intense exercise around that time, that you have better endurance during that time. So maybe those more intense workouts would be better. And then after ovulation, more in the luteal phase, doing more restorative type exercises, and they think that your stamina is a little bit lower and your uh, maybe capacity for intense exercises are a little bit lower. And so it's just a theory. There's really nothing proving that that is effective, but it is an interesting theory. And it actually extends far beyond just exercise recommendations. There's theories for syncing your cycle with types of foods and productivity at work or creative um, endeavors that you might be in and really so many more things. So I could probably do an entire episode on that. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, so if that's something you want to know more about, let me know and maybe we can do an episode about that. But that is that kind of cyclical exercise. So I'm not sure um, which version of cyclical exercise you were asking about, but there's kind of a little bit about both. As with anything health related, there's always going to be tons of opinions and theories about exercise. But what I want to do real quick as I'm wrapping up this episode is just review the bottom line of what really matters when it comes to physical activity or exercise. So the one thing that everyone agrees on is that exercise improves all areas of our health. I've already talked a little bit about this, but you know, strength training has been proven to build bone mass, which is one of the very few ways you can actually do that, by the way. It also obviously builds muscle mass, and that really becomes more and more important as we age. Those two things can be rapidly lost if we are not working towards maintaining and building those back up. Also, building muscle mass will help your body to burn more calories, which it can help with weight loss. So if that's something you're struggling with, doing strength training is really a great way to help with that. Um, exercise in general helps move the lymph in our bodies. And so that is going to increase efficiency of our detox pathways. And so that really helps with supporting our liver. That really helps with hormones. It helps with our cognitive health. It helps with so many things. And there's not a lot of ways our lymph system doesn't have its own pump in the way that our cardiovascular system does. And so really moving our bodies and manually moving that lymph is really up to us. And so we really need to be doing that. And exercise is a great way to do that. Exercise also improves cardiovascular health. It improves mental health. It helps support overall mood and decreases feelings of stress. Exercise also can decrease chronic inflammation, which can help just about everything in the body function better. I really could just go on and on and on with benefits of exercise, but the point I want to make to you is that it's it does matter and it's worth the time and the effort. I know there are some opinions and theories out there that kind of disregard exercise or act like it's not really that important or it's not part of a healthy lifestyle. And that's just nothing in research or literature supports that in any way. And so it is important and it it's really worth it as we make the time because it does take time and it is an investment in our health, but it really does have high rates of return. So how can we make it work for us? This is where 
things typically start to break down and we start to struggle with the idea of exercise and exercising consistently, even though we may know um, that it's good for us or that it's something that would be helpful for us to do. So here are a few tips that I think are helpful for making it actually work for us instead of it being something that we're constantly having to work at. So the first is to schedule it. Just put it on the calendar. It Maybe you can't schedule it a whole month out, but if you can schedule it a week out of these are the times this week I'm going to exercise, it can be so helpful. And then I, it's what I call putting solid or double yellow lines around it. And so I've used this example before, but it's like when you're driving, when you're driving down a road and there's two solid yellow lines in the middle, that means you cannot pass, right? You cannot pass the car in front of you. And so this is very similar to that. There are certain things in our schedules and our time that we need to put double yellow lines, solid yellow lines around them. And it says like, hey, we can't pass on this. And exercise is one of the things, unfortunately, at least in my life, if it's not scheduled and if I'm not following a few other of these tips that I'll, I'll share with you in a minute, it does just get pushed to the end of my day and then I don't get to it. And so exercising consistently is something that I really struggled with for a really, really long time. And this is the reason why. It wasn't because I didn't want to do it or because I wasn't motivated to do it or because I didn't know um, that I should be doing it. It was because it just kept getting pushed out of my day because something else more urgent kept seeming to happen or um, I needed to do something for someone else and that seemed more important. And so I really had to make a mindset shift with this and to really start scheduling. These are the days and the times that I am going to do this. And so that might look different ways for you as far as how you put boundaries up around that, but really like spend a few minutes thinking about that, brainstorm about that. How can you make sure that you are making this a priority? It doesn't have to be hours and hours. As we talked about in the beginning, you know, you can break it up into a a 20 minute session every day, and that is still going to be great and super beneficial for your health. The second tip is to add a friend. You are so much more likely to follow through with working out if you have a friend there waiting for you who's also gonna work out with you and you all are helping each other. This has been one of the things that has helped me the most. I recently just went back to having a gym membership. I have been working out alone at home for the past, goodness, probably six or seven years um, just because of my time and my budget and it just did not seem like a priority enough to add something else to my budget when I could do workouts for free at home um, or for a lower cost at home. And while I loved that and some of the resources that I recommend are at-home workouts because sometimes that's just the phase of life. Like that is your season of life, especially when you have little, little kids um, or if your gym doesn't offer childcare or just whatever the reason, sometimes working out, out at home is the best option. But for me, like I just shared with you, it was turning into something where it just wasn't getting enough priority in my schedule. And so for me, actually joining the gym to where I there were group classes that my friends went to was the thing that I really needed to help me be more consistent. And so knowing that, hey, this class starts at nine 
and you know, you've said you're going to be there these two to three days this week has really changed the game for me on working out. So think about that. Who can you text? Who can, what friend can you add? Maybe it's not a gym membership. Maybe it's going for walks like, Hey, this week, can we schedule two walks on these two days? Or, um, you know, there's just so many ways that working out with a friend enhances things for you. Like it, it really can help with just your mental health as well. Emotional health, it's a time to talk and connect. And so you're kind of, um, it's a win-win, right? You're killing a bunch of birds with one stone. I hate that expression. Why do we want to kill birds? I don't know. Anyway, that's the expression. You get what I'm saying. Tip number three is choose an exercise that you enjoy. If you hate exercising, guys, you're just not going to do it. I mean, that is just common sense. If you hate it, you're not going to do it. People do what they want to do. And so you need to find a type of exercise that you can enjoy. So if that's being out in nature, going for a walk, that's awesome. Do that. If you do not enjoy being in a gym, then don't join a gym. Do an at-home workout. If you really like dance or something like that and you think that that's so fun find a dance workout to do guys it doesn't really matter what kind of exercise it is it matters that you're going and that you're doing it and so try out different things so many places will offer you a free class for you to try or online programs have free workouts for you to try so that you can figure out what it is that you do like it just takes actually taking that first step and seeing what you really like to do Tip number four is don't start with too much too fast. I think a lot of us have done this and probably relate to that. But if you injure yourself in your first couple workouts, or even if you just go real hard and then end up getting super sore and you can't hardly move for a week, you are just much less likely to go back and do it again. So to me, I always think it's better to start a little slow, start a little lower on the weight, start a little slower on the pace. It just get in the habit of getting yourself moving and then work your way up. That's not to say that you can never challenge yourself because obviously that is important. And after you've been working out for a while, that's really helpful to do that, to keep it exciting and to keep it new. But don't maybe do that in your first or second uh, workout when you're just kind of getting back into things. Start slow, pace yourself and build up. You'll, you will have much more endurance in the long run as far as being able to be consistent and sticking with it. And then tip number five is don't underestimate the power of a walk. I think so many times people want to discount that, like it's not really exercise, But guys, it is. It works so many things. It works your cardiovascular system. It helps strengthen your legs. It helps your mental health so much. I guarantee you that if you go for a walk just for 10 minutes, you will feel better than you did before you went. It happens every single time I go. I get just this boost of mental clarity and sometimes even help with creativity if I'm in a really creative block on something that I've been thinking about or working on. It's just so helpful and you get all of those health benefits and it's not something where you're really taxing your body. And so if that's all you can do, don't underestimate that. Just go for a walk, grab a friend, schedule it and go for a walk. 
There's a couple resources I want to share with you guys as I wrap up this episode. So I talked about, you know, my time working out at home and how much that was so beneficial for me, especially for the past couple years. And you've heard me talk about both of these before. Um, Nourish Move Love. So it's nourishmovelove.com and Nourish Move Love on Instagram. Lindsay Bobengren is her name and she is so great. Her exercises are um, just so well-planned and so well-timed. She has a workout calendar she releases every month. You can start at any time. You can just sign up and get those workouts sent straight to your email. She has tons of workouts on YouTube. All of her stuff is free and she has things from beginner, like I've never ever worked out before, all the way to advanced and training for specific things. She also has a ton of resources for prenatal and postnatal um, workouts, so postpartum workouts, and then also workouts during pregnancy. Um, she's just a great resource for that. Also, Robin Long from, I want to say The Balanced Life. They just changed their name. I can't remember what it is, but I'll add it in the show notes. I want to say it's like Lindy Well or something like that, but they just changed their name, but she is a Pilates instructor. And again, tons of free resources. They do have a membership, but it is at a great price where you get a whole community thing. You get like um, inspirational type things, you get recipes, you get workouts every day, and they're timed from anything from 10 minutes to an hour. And so there's just something for everybody. If you are starting out with exercise and you're feeling pretty intimidated, I think Pilates is such a great place to start because it helps build the habit of working out and it also has a very low risk of you entering yourself and it also is everything is really centered around building a good strong core and so that's gonna set you up for success in the future as you add on and try different workouts you're going to um, just have a lot less risk about injuring yourself if you've got that good strong foundation so i think that she is a great resource also, um, there's a program called Good Body Gals. It's by Jess Connolly, and I've, I've talked about it here before. Jess Connolly does a lot of work about um, body image and kingdom-minded body image specifically, and she teaches these classes. It's like a community. I think it's like $10 a month or something. It's very, very affordable, but they have exercises, and what I love about those exercises is there's a ton of different time, you know, amounts of time. There's a ton of different type of exercises, but in all of them, you're just getting all of this uplifting encouragement and she's speaking scripture and all of these things over you as you're working out, which is such a gift and just something you don't get in a lot of places. So if you um, are interested in that, that would be a great starting place as well, or really just for anybody. And then I would just say, if you think you are more of wanting to work out in a gym, or if you already have a gym membership, I really cannot encourage you enough to look into the group classes, whether it's body pump, which is what I've really been loving or bar or group yoga or anything like that. Um, a dance workout, just something where you're in there with a bunch of people and the music is going and they're leading through, leading you through exactly what to do. It is such an efficient use of your time and you feel so good when you're done and you have the accountability of a time and a place and a schedule and the people and all of that. I think it's a great combination. So I would highly encourage you if this is, if you've been waiting for a push or a sign, here's your push and sign, go check out your classes at your gym. All of these resources that I mentioned will be linked in the show notes. Also, they're on my website, on the blog. You can always reach it there too.
Well, thanks for joining me today. And thanks for those questions. It's always good to be reminded about the importance of exercise. And I hope you'll implement a few of the tips that I shared as well. I have had so much more success in being consistent when I have incorporated those things. So if you want more information about exercise, I do have a few other full length episodes dedicated to different aspects of exercise. I have one on the benefits of strength training for women, and it goes into just in depth into all the health benefits, how it can help with insulin resistance, all kinds of things like that. There's that one. And then there's also an episode on exercise as medicine. So be sure to check those out on the podcast. You can also always find the show notes and all the details for those on my website at yourhealthforward.com. That does it for me today, friends. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great day. Keep moving forward. Go love your people well, and I'll talk to you soon. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.